I think I may have found the solution to world peace. Everybody needs to own a Subaru. I mean, how happy are you with your Subaru? How well do you get along with others who own Subarus? That's it. That's got to be it. So let's get everybody in the world a Subaru, and then we've solved world peace. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. We have episode 41 here with Reed. His Instagram handle is Trek. So we'll find out how he came up with that name, some of the places that he likes to explore, and some of the people that he likes to trail with. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but first we've got some brief news because I'm splitting out the news again to come back on Wednesday for a mid-week episode. And here we go with the brief news announcements. Mountain Rue Mid-Atlantic is having their fall colors cruise on Saturday, October 16th. Tiru North is holding their second trail run on October 17th. SubiFest California is coming up on Sunday, October 17th, so be sure to check that out. Spider No Drill Roof Rack will have a booth at SubiFest and is also giving away tickets to four lucky winners, so head over to his Instagram page to enter. Also, Dark Matter X LLC will be at SubiFest as well, along with Sonic STI 2018, so go ahead and stop by their booth. At SubiFest, Mountain Rue will be hosting an off-road course, so check out the Off-Road Subaru Owners of SubiFest Facebook page for more information and how to enter. Rugged Rue Crew is having a Fright Night run on Saturday, October 23rd at 4.45 p.m. And right here in my hometown of Houston, Texas, Gilman Subaru is holding their 12th big event on Saturday, October 16th from 10 to 2 p.m. That's it for the brief news announcements, and if I find out about anything between now and Wednesday, I will announce that on Wednesday's news segment. Last Wednesday, I announced that Rugged Rue Crew was having their one-year anniversary this past Saturday on October 9th, so happy anniversary, Rugged Rue Crew. I hope that you had a good turnout and that everybody had a great time. Look forward to seeing pictures and hopefully some videos of that. So congrats again, and here's to another great year and many years beyond. For those of you who went to Overland Expo East, I hope all of you had a great weekend there. I know that a couple of my previous podcast guests were there and got to meet each other. Adventure Dad Wagon and Wraith Trek were both there, so they got to meet up and chat for a bit. So that was really cool to hear that they were both there and I uh, got to meet up. And to everyone else listening, I hope everybody had a great weekend and can start off the week a little bit better by listening to the podcast. Let's go ahead and get into the shout outs now. We've got Kanga the Rue, Gotham STI, and I'm going to try to get this right. So um, hopefully I will do them proud, but it's Kunsu Explorer. And the way that it is spelled is it is spelled G-R-U-N-D-S-O-E-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R. So like Grund So Explorer, but that's not how it's pronounced. They messaged me on Thursday. They're in Denmark. And they said there's not a really big Subaru community over there. So they, they don't have a lot of people to go out and trail with and, and meet up with and hang out with like we do over here. They also only have 43 followers on Instagram. But they their Fozzie is pretty awesome. And 
they get out quite a bit. They've got some nice photos. They've got some nice uh, places that they explore. So go show them some Subi love from everywhere else in the world, wherever you're listening, and uh, let them know that they're not alone in, in this community. They may be somewhat alone over there, but they're not alone in this global community. So go show them some love and give them a follow. And for the last announcement, don't forget that Orbis Overlanding is offering a 10% discount off all products found on the Orbis Overlanding online store. The discount code is SUBINU, so go over there and check that out. All right, so now we will go ahead and get into this episode with Dart Trek and hear from Reed and all about his adventures and his build. And don't forget to stop by again on Wednesday for a full news segment. Here we go. I am a understudy. They call me Insistent Day. When you fail, I come in and I take it all away. Yeah, I am the one you hate. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I just want to say thank you for being a guest on the podcast and getting on here. I know it took a while, but um we're here now so yeah, welcome man, absolutely thank you for having me on yeah you're welcome so i guess we can start off uh just like introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you and uh like what part of the country you live in yeah for sure so my name is reed indart um i am i live in reno nevada so more on the west coast side of the country um, I am soft, sophomore in college at UNR, University of Nevada, Reno. Um, yeah, I like to do a lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah, I, I noticed because you have another um, Instagram page. We can get into that later. But uh, I think you are the youngest guest I've ever had on here, which is uh, pretty cool because uh, it's nice to get diversity and different people at different age groups because I've had guys my age and a little bit older and then now as young as you yeah it's been it's pretty cool to be on here i am just from what i've heard the in the episodes their guys are a little bit older than me um i'm only 19 so still i would still i still consider myself a kid in a way but <laughs> yeah i think a lot, some of the older people would too i mean my daughter's 21 i still consider her a kid but you know yeah. That's uh, I still feel like a kid, and I'm sure a lot of us do too. Oh yeah, I'm never gonna be, not be a kid. Yeah, I mean, you've got guys as old as me out here having fun, and you know, it's like w- once you reach a certain age, too, you can get along with anybody, no matter what their age. It's kind of like the age gap just kind of goes away, you know. And and then especially being in this community, you have something in common, and you have a love for your vehicle, whatever it is that you drive, whichever kind of Subaru you drive, and then you have a love for the community. And so there's just that, con- almost like that instant connection with people. Exactly. And I could not have said it better myself. Like all the people I trail with whenever I do go out uh, can range from my age to like just a, like two years older than me to 10 or 20 years older. And I, it's super cool. I've never had a bad experience with anybody, which I, I was kind of thinking I would like, wouldn't get along with all those quote unquote older guys, but (laughs) yeah, but we have, and it's been really cool. It's been amazing so far. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I've seen that you've gotten out with some people, and it's uh, it's just really cool how you can take a car and you know do something different with it that you know like for me i've never done anything like what i've done with this car that i have and you know because i have a cross track also um but speaking of your cross track what what year is yours and then what trim level is it so mine is a 2019 cross track it's the premium version so kind of that that in between the base and the limited when we were first looking for this car um we were kind of thinking I was originally going to drive a, um, a truck, my dad's old Tundra. And then my friend told me about his car, which is a 2016 cross track. And I started looking more into him and I was kind of like, all right, this is the car. So we were scouring the used new market. We just decided to pull the plug on a new one. And yeah, I mean, story goes on from there. So was your friend's Crosstrek modded or did he just, was it stock? It, it was and still is stock to this day. He has a lift kit in his closet that he's had for quite a while. But <laughs> modding cars isn't, isn't his focus at all. Yeah, my lift kit or leveling kit is still in my closet too because I don't have anybody out here to help me. Um, and I, I mean, I have a cousin, but it's hard to connect with him and, and make it happen. So it's just, it'll happen one day. I just need just timing and everything needs to be right for him. Fair enough. Yeah, that definitely helps to have some people, especially like if you're like me, don't know what they're doing. Um, I have two buddies, Nevada XV being one of them. That's pretty much helped me with every single install that I've done, whether it be lifting my car for the first time, uh, putting LED bulbs in, lowering it because that was a phase and then lifting it again. It's, it's very nice. And I've learned a lot from just from him. And so now I feel like I could do everything, most stuff on my own. Yeah. Cause once you start getting that experience of being hands-on with somebody showing you the way and you do more of it, then you get the confidence to like, oh, hey, I want to do this other thing, but I think I'm going to try it and I think I can probably do it. And then, you know, it's always nice to have those people there that if you do need the help, then you can call on them and be like, hey, let's uh, let's do this together. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Where did the name Dart Trek come from? So... Um, my last name is Indart, um, and I was kind of thinking, I, I had two Instagram usernames before this, one being NV, obviously for Nevada, NV.crosstrek, and then the other one was Reno, underscore Xtrek, uh, Reno being the city I live in, and then I was kind of wanting to get away from like that like location tag on my, on my page and on my build. Since at the time I was um, going to school in Colorado, I decided to change it to just the ending of my last name, which is which would be Dart, and then just add the track on. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a cool way to integrate your name into the into your car. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too sure if I was going to like it at first. I actually wasn't set on it um, like the first week or two. And then my buddy made me some at stickers put them on my car and I was like, all right, this is pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I think it's cool. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. So I guess this is your first Subaru then, right? 
Yes. Okay. Your friend is kind of what influenced you to buy a Subaru. And then yeah. what was it that was it because he had a Crosstrek and you liked what hit the way his was? I mean, what was it that drew you to get a Crosstrek? So that was part of it. Um, but another reason is where I live, we have a lot of snow. We could get uh, feet at a time in like on the roads sometimes. So we needed something that would be good in the snow, uh, very reliable, had very good gas mileage. So we were kind of running our options. We were looking at, as I said, my dad's Tundra. We were looking at forerunners, used forerunners. And then we just kind of crunched some numbers. And the Crosstrek was just the like the best option financially and reliability-wise. So it was it's kind of a like a process of oh what would be a great first car um and then what would be a good car to drive in the in the snow and all the conditions we have yeah that one's a a good one to have for all of that oh yeah yeah because even like i've seen every a lot of people drive cross tracks around here even like on my old on my old bike team they're pretty much every single person had a cross track like they're just that good with cars and the influence is spreading yeah it's the cross track crew man oh yeah is uh when you bought it did you know anything about like doing mods or did you i mean i guess your buddy had the lift kit um not on stall installed obviously but so you knew about that but did you have any intentions of modding it and you know how did you start getting into wanting to do that yeah so i i'm gonna be honest i really didn't i was not a car person when i first got my car i was kind of just that typical high school was like oh let's get a let's get a good car for the snow and like a good first car but then i was doing i was looking on instagram and I was seeing all these pictures like cross tracks with just beefy, beefy all terrains, smaller, obviously the method wheels, because that was and still is the standard. And like all these lift kits and all these lights, and I was like, oh, this is sick. So that's when I kind of first knew about the modding. And then what, like, I guess what inspired me to get into it is my buddy Bo um, on Instagram, bs.sti. He had a forerunner at the time, an 03 forerunner, and he was building that thing out um, to be insane. And I was like, all right, I want my car to be able to keep up with him as much as it can. So slowly and slowly but surely started getting getting some parts on it. When you uh yeah, when you went to go get your cross track, did you were you looking at black as being like the color that you wanted, or were you looking at other options as well? Yeah, so I was that dark gray, um, it was my is my first choice. It always has been my first choice. I just think it's a super cool color. But the other two were, or two or three. It was white, so what yours is, and then the orange, the sunshine orange, or the tangerine orange. I forgot what it's called. And then that like maroon color. I don't know exactly what it's called. Like the vention red or whatever yeah like those, those i look like that vention red was if i didn't get the black now that i'm looking back on it i definitely would have gotten that i just love that color so much yeah that is a good one yeah and i i wasn't really set on 
a particular color to get. I just didn't want black or red and because I just don't like red cars. And sorry to everybody that has a red car, but uh, I I just, I like the contrast of the black accents against a different color. But, But all the black ones that I have seen, they look so good. So I think if like that would have been my only option because I wanted a manual, I don't think I would have been too upset about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, because they they do look good. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of black ones and around town and even stock. They just like it. Just they man, they just look so good to me. Yeah, yeah. When uh when you first bought it, what was it like when you when you actually had the car? What was it that you were most excited about when you first bought it? Ooh, um, I think the thing I was most excited was probably just to be able to get out and drive because it was, it was my first car. I've never been able to go just drive around with my buddies and like go do whatever we want in a safe manner. Um, so probably just the experience of driving and then also, um, just being in, in like being able to go in the snow without having to call a friend. We (laughs) need to, (laughs) <laughs> I need to get towed out of this puddle, um, which definitely did happen. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, being able to go anywhere you want to, anytime you want to, and having having your own car is such a good feeling. So that, yeah, being at the age that you were and getting it your first car and being able to go out, yeah, that's uh, it's really cool. But so, what now would you say? is that do you get most excited about with your cross trek like when you think about it like what what about it really brings a smile to your face probably the fact that i know i can go pretty much anywhere around here like dirt road or just regular road probably the fact that i know i can just get out like clear my head if i'm stressed with a bunch of schoolwork. just knowing the fact that i can just leave my apartment and in 10 minutes, I can be at the top of the mountain. Yeah, that's got to be, I mean, that's really cool for, especially since you're in school and I know school can be stressful and everything. So my daughter's in school right now. And that ability to be in that kind of environment and have that as like an escape and kind of a therapy to, like you said, clear your head and just get away from everything. Like that's incredible. I mean, that's like, you're very fortunate to have that close by that you can, you know, like, I just need to take a break. I need to get away. I'm going to go climb a mountain with my car. And uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. I would, I would not change it for the world. And if you, if any of you have that opportunity or have that, like ability to go just go out your front door and in a few minutes be be in be in nature be at the top of a mountain don't take it for granted i've it's it's so freeing yeah and you know i'm very envious of not jealous but envious of people that live in places like that because I get out and drive my car on my lunch break sometimes just because like I want, cause I, I work from home because of like COVID and everything. I mean, we can go into the office, but I just, but it's not a full office. It's only like a certain percentage, but I'm choosing to work from home as long as I can. And, um, but yeah, I like to get out and drive my car. Of course, I don't have anything like that nearby, but just to get out and drive it period is, is good 
But yeah, for the people that have the ability to go out and hit something like that or hit a trail very close by, I'm very envious of that. So yeah, don't, like he said, if you have the ability to do that, don't, don't take, you know, don't take, um, don't take it for granted. Exactly. Did you also know, did you know anything about the community and like how awesome and, you know, just like expansive it is when you first bought your car? Absolutely not. I didn't, I'm, I didn't even know the community was a thing. Like I, I, when I first started modding it and when I first made my page, I still didn't really know it was a thing. Um, I just made it because, you know, I felt like it, I was just getting into cars at the time and I was just getting into photography, but just starting out, I was, I had no clue what was going to come out of it and what is still coming out of it. And within the first month, I was like, this is amazing. There are so many supportive people around that drive cross treks. And I had no idea that there was a community involving cross treks of all cars. Yeah. I mean, it's, and everybody is like that you have, if you have a question for someone about a mod or just really about anything, the community is so amazing at getting back to people and just so helpful and excited for everybody, you know, for other people to see what they're doing next with their car. And like that excitement that like, if you tell somebody you're going to be doing something and then they get really, really excited for you and you can hear it in their voice, if you're talking to them or in their messages or whatever, it's like that excitement coming from other people for what you're doing is just like, you just, you can't, I don't think you can find that many other places. Yeah, it's, it's super rad. I, yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of in shock about how much support there is for not only me, not only me, but for everyone in this community. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, and I think for people that have been in it for a really long time that they still get that kind of like community high, I guess you can say now you know as they did when they first started in the community because it just like it just doesn't end it's just ever present and it's just always going and it's like so cool to have that yeah it really is so when you started modding your car what was the first mod that you did um so aesthetically it was just some like the pinstripe overlays and the rear blackout, rear taillight blackout and the rear reflective blackout from premium from premium and then uh like I guess first performance mod, uh if you want to call it that, was some Cali Rays ditch lights that Bo had on his forerunner that he sold me. Um so that was that was the beginning beginning of this journey, I guess. Yeah, I gotcha. Um yeah, so what what all do you have on your car now as far as mods? All right. Um so I guess we'll start we'll start from the wheels and tires. So the wheels are black rhino rumble wheels um in bronze and they're the standard overland cross track fifteen by seven. And then tires just the Mazima open range from Les Les Schwab. Uh, 215 75 R15, and then we have a nameless, nameless performance five inch um muffler 
which I'm very happy with. I have not gotten bored of it yet, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh gosh, what else is there? Uh, I had the Ready Lift SST two inch lift or leveling kit, whatever you want to call it. And then I currently don't have ditch lights. Um, I don't know why, but when I was lowered, I gave them to my buddy. And then, but I still have the brackets. So I have the ADF brackets, um, the hood mount brackets. And then the last thing is uh, the Perrin pitch mount stop. Oh, okay. That's so, what was it that made you decide to lower it? Because do you, did you didn't you say you lifted it, then lowered it, then lifted it again? Yeah. So I had my car. I lifted from June, June, July, twenty twenty to May of this year, and all, all, pretty much all of twenty twenty one. I was like, all right, I want to spice up my build. The, the lift, the wheels, and the tires, right now, um, are. To me, they were very, at the time, were very basic and bland. It seemed like everybody that had a cross track was doing it. And at the time, I was like, all right, well, this seems kind of stupid. So that that everyone is doing it, it kind of seems like there's no originality anymore. I decided to race in coilovers, and we lowered it. And it was was actually a pretty cool thing to do. It was only for a month. I didn't have it on for very long. Um, just cause once I got it like two weeks in, I was like, okay, I miss, I miss going, um, off the road and yeah, not feeling every single crack in the road. Um, but it was, it was actually a very cool experience. I really didn't expect anybody to like it. Um, and my fam, my family hated it for me, hated me for <laughs> it. They were like, what have you done to your car? Like my sister constantly just bombarded me with this looks so dumb. <laughs> but I actually got in that month, I got more compliments of like, yo, this looks really cool than I think I have with my lifted setup. Wow. So it's, I made the main reason was just, I wanted to try something different and be a little different than anybody. Yeah. But, and then I, I kind of decided if it's my only car and I do the things I like to do outside, there's absolutely no point. Yeah, I mean, if you seeing, you know, saying that you were you like being outdoors and everything, and um, you know, especially now being able to get away and kind of go up the mountain and everything. If you had it lowered that way, I mean, you can still because it's all wheel drive. There's certain things you can do, but then there's a lot of things that you can't do in a lot of places that you can't go. So yeah. I can see totally how you would you would miss that. I mean, I think anybody would miss that. Yeah, I mean, if if I ever get fortunate enough to buy a second car best believe it's going to be a street car because i want to go fast yeah that would be a definitely nice because when i went to uh when i was at boxer fest on sunday i was there was so many street cars out there and i was like oh my gosh these cars are they were they're amazing so yeah i was thinking that exact same thing after coming back from there i was like man it'd be so cool to have like you know at least a wrx i mean even if it was just oh, yeah. stock just something to just get out and drive fast because you as everybody knows the cross tracks are very slow oh yes yeah i mean i'm i'm very big into the like the street and the tuner world even with my lifted car 
Um, so just seeing all these, and Reno has actually a pretty big car community. So seeing all these builds and watching everyone just fly away from me at every stoplight and I'm <laughs> foot to the floor and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. It, it really makes me want to just get a fast car and go fast with my friends. Cause what more could you ask for? Yeah. Cause I mean, it'd be nice if you can get out with them and do that and then be like, Hey, tomorrow I'm going to go climb a mountain. Exactly. Exactly. That's the dream life. Yeah. So, um, with all your mods, what would you say is your favorite? Okay. It's a tie for me. It's a tie between my wheels and tires and my exhaust, uh, wheels and tires, obviously, because, uh, they look cool and the added benefit of the traction of the all terrains, uh, enables me to go an insane amount of places. Um, and the exhaust just cause it sounds cool. But the, yeah, if I, if I had to pick one, it would probably be the wheels and tires just out of like reliability, I guess you could say. Yeah. And if you, if you, if somebody said that you had to get rid of all of your mods except for one, is I'm guessing that's probably what you would keep. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say so. Again, it's, it's, it's close between the exhaust because it, yeah, that, it just sounds so good. Yeah, the exhaust is definitely nice. It uh, adds adds to it for sure. I mean, just like the way the wheels and tires add to the look, the exhaust adds to the sound. You know, the overall sound of it. Yeah, makes it makes it sound much faster than it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so we you know we have our favorite mods, um, but is there like a least favorite mod that you have that you wish you could do redo? You know, and if you could, would you? Um, so there's actually two for me. So I forgot to mention this in the full breakdown, but I have a McTuning light bar um, in my front bumper. Okay. But I would pro- I would probably redo that because I bought it from Jackson or Nevada XV and it it's a good, it's good, but it doesn't output it doesn't put out a lot of light. So if I had to get another light bar, I would get one that um, is a little more tried and true and puts out a lot more light. Yeah. And then the other one would honestly probably be the, no, not the wheels, the tires. Um, just for something a little bit more aggressive uh, with a little bit more meat. So probably a, bit, a bigger tire, the 235 instead of the 215. And with a little bit more of an aggressive tread pattern, just so that that confidence, um, I could get that more confidence in being like, oh, I have all of this grip on the trails, so now I can go a little bit further than I can than I could have with the tires that I have right now. Yeah, well, you you will have that chance because your tires will, will wear out eventually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I saw post did you break your lift recently yes okay so how did that happen so this is a this is a weird one for me um it so it happened after i put after i put the lift kit back on um when i was taking my coilovers off and um i was just i was we we thought we did everything right so we 
tightened everything down, top hat bolts, all that, and then closed it for about, I don't know, uh, three or four months. And then from that point on, I just started hearing like this, this rattle every time I went like into my driveway or over a curb or over a speed bump, not over a curb, but over a speed bump. So one day I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out and uh, just make sure everything's tightened. So I checked all the top hat bolts. Um, I checked the spindle bolts. I checked all that stuff, checked the lug nuts because that's originally what I thought it was. And then once I got to the passenger side, I checked all the top hat bolts and one of them was loose. So I was like, okay, just tighten, just tighten it to... I got a feel for what the other ones felt like. Um, so I tightened it to what that was like, to what I thought it was like. And a little bit before or right on par with that torque setting, quote unquote, the wrench just span. And I was like, see this. Oh, no. <laughs> so I looked, I looked up, I looked at the wrench and the whole stud of the, of the lift kit was just in my wrench and I had to drive somewhere the next day. So that's crazy. Yeah. So we weren't, we aren't sure. Um, I'm, I'm still honestly blown away by it. We aren't sure if it's like just user error by me, um, or manufacturer error. Um, we're still not sure because we, when we took the lift kit off, um, we were kind of looking and the stud that we broke was just kind of welded in and not like properly attached, but there wasn't really any space to properly attach it. Yeah. So we're still not, again, we're still not sure why, but, um, so yeah, I guess the moral, and I originally bought the, I originally bought the, Bought the lift kit, just being like, "Oh, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna make my car look cool," and uh, that's about it. But then I started getting more and more on the off-road stuff, and I started pushing my car a little harder. So that's probably a, a one of the reasons as to why it failed on me because I it wasn't necessarily designed for that tough off-road use. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, still not sure. So I need to start working on another lift kit yeah hopefully you can uh, get that that resolved and get back out there with it me too yeah <laughs> it's it's been a little bit of a headache so you you said you've gotten out with other people where like where all have you traveled with your cross track and then and then what's the furthest distance you've traveled so trail wise um it's just this local this local spot about 45 minutes to an hour out probably around 45 minutes to like the main attraction outside of downtown Reno. It's called moon rocks. Um, so done a few trail days there with a few friends. And then we went to dog Valley, which is just another, another place just outside of Reno um, on for like a snow trail run. And then just, a few places behind my house but that's that's kind of it i haven't really done any specific off-road trips in my car but the furthest place i have gone 
is Fort Collins in Colorado to because that's where I was going to school um, last year. Okay, how far is that? Like time wise, I guess. Um, time wise, it is about from memory, it's probably about fourteen hours. Wow, I have to say. So we split that up over a few days. We stopped in um, Southern Park City to ride some bikes and then just drove on down to Boulder to move my sister into college. Um, I have a twin sister. Oh, cool. So, so we moved her in and over to Fort Collins. So just my bad. It's, it was like 13 and a half hours from where I am right now. So about, about a thousand miles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good distance. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Did you, so did you get out much, um, while you were there? I got out none. Really? Still, I'm still kicking myself for it. I don't know why I didn't, uh, I was just bogged down with school, I guess. Yeah. So where is that in relation to like other parts of Colorado? Cause I've, I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly where it is in relation to some other places. Yeah, so Fort Collins is probably, from memory, it's about an hour outside of Boulder, probably like an hour out, or sorry, an hour north of Boulder, and like an hour and a half north of Denver. Okay. And like, you know where do you know where Winter Park is? Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably around two hours from there as well. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So it's it's pretty much the furthest you can get north in Colorado until you hit Wyoming. I mean, there's a few small towns, but in terms of towns that are like more well known, Fort Collins is the most north. I'm just checking to make sure I'm right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who are the who are some of the people that you um you said um Nevada XV but who are some of the other people that you've um trailed with out there? Um so Bo when he had his foreigner BS.STI um and then we kind of we kind of have a little group um on Instagram Reno Tahoe Soft Rotors so we get out for a few trail runs um names would be pat um i can't remember his instagram let me pull it up it would be b underscore st 151 so in his pretty rad forester and then uh, just a another buddy amped 88 i believe on instagram uh, with a pretty sick outback so there's there's a few people that are that are pretty open to always going out on the trail, which is pretty cool. So we don't usually, we don't get out that often. Like I haven't been on the trail in a few weeks, but when we do get out, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any, uh, are there any mods that you are wanting to get in the near future that you kind of have on your radar? Um, so obviously a new lift kit um kind of torn between the iron man kit or just like the uh bilstein struts with the rally tech 
springs, mm-hmm. uh, something something that's not a spatial lift, ideally. So something something suspension wise, and then I need skid plates. Really need those. Yeah, I know where you can get some of those. <laughs> I know where I can get some too. I think we're maybe thinking of the same spot. Yeah, <laughs> and then. I was thinking of a front bumper. Um, I still may go through with it, the F44 bumper, but I'm not too sure on that. Uh, If I was to do that, that would be on the lower end of my list. So, yeah, just just mainly mainly the stuff that I really need to do, which is, like, lift and skid plates. Yeah. And probably some, like, suspension mods, like sway bar and, like, a strut tower brace and just some interior stuff yeah help stuff to help it a little more rigid going over stuff yeah and more comfortable to drive yeah yeah i know uh shadow rue got the uh iron man suspension he said he really likes it a lot yeah i've i've heard pretty much only good things about it there's been a few people that i've talked to that have been like uh maybe i've only had it for like a year it's already starting to fade on me. So, but ninety-five 95% have been very good. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking that's the move. Yeah. If you, so like speaking of trails and everything, is there like a place that you, if there was somewhere you could go and, you know, like nothing mattered, like money, time or whatever, and kind of like maybe a bucket list place, is there somewhere that you have in mind that you'd really like to go out and explore with Dart? Um... Really would like to go back to the PNW with my car, um, like the Bellingham area. I mm-hmm. went there last summer, and it was just was blown away. Like I've never seen anything like that. So definitely, definitely the Pacific Northwest. Um, obviously, Colorado, since for some reason I missed out on all the trails there when I was there, and then the typical like Moab. Yeah. Southern Utah stuff. Yep. Yeah, there's so many good spaces or spots that you can hit and places that uh, people have the fortune of living near. It's, uh, it's really crazy. I mean, there's, there's, and that, yeah, that's just the main three. Like, I would really, I would really like to go all over the country and, and maybe even like into Canada to go find some pretty rad trails. So, yeah, it's just opportunity everywhere. And, I really want to explore all of them, but I know that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, you might have uh, several cross tracks or other cars <laughs> by the time that happens. I would, I would, I would have to hope so. Yeah, either that or you've got a million miles on your cross track. I mean, we know these engines last forever, so let's go for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, which uh, I know you've driven through snow and mud and through trails, but which would you say is your favorite to to drive through? I love snow. I don't it's definitely snow. I've done one snowy trail run, like an actual trail run, and it was just a blast. Um, that was the Dog Valley trip, or Dog Valley Day. It wasn't a trip, but the Dog Valley Day I was talking about um, just a few minutes ago, like just going in that in that environment with all like the snow and the deep, not well, the deep puddles, I guess you could say, uh, just not knowing what you're getting yourself into and not knowing if you can, if you have the skill to drive in the snow, like I'm a pretty inexperienced 
off-road driver. I don't do it in an insane amount, but it was just, it was just so cool. Everyone was having fun. There was not a single bad moment in that entire day. Yeah. I, I want to get, I want to be able to get out and hit some kind of snow trail at some point because I keep seeing, you know, when we get into the winter months and uh, you've got like the people in the Pacific Northwest and Colorado and pretty much anywhere but Texas, you know, or yeah. Houston. Um, I just like, I, I want to be able to hit some trails so bad at some point. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so much fun. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to come out to Reno, even if it's in the summer or preferably in the winter, just you, yeah, God, you got to go in the snow somewhere. There's, there's plenty of spots. There's trails everywhere surrounding the city. So, yeah. And it's, you know, it's cool to like know people all over the place because like, if you do decide to like, Hey, I'm going to take a road trip to wherever, there's almost like no place in the country that you could go that you wouldn't know somebody and have them be like, Oh, you got to come hit some trails with us. You know I mean? It's like, that's the other part about the community that's so cool is anybody almost anywhere you go you're going to be welcomed in you said earlier that you'd gotten stuck where where was it that you had gotten stuck <laughs> um so it was it was actually right behind my house um i was going out with just for fun um maybe to shoot some pictures with Bo, and uh we were just driving around you know trying to do donuts and drifting in the snow and I come up, we come across this puddle. Um, he does it pretty easily. So I follow him through and I get bogged down in the middle of the puddle. It was a pretty decent sized puddle. Oh, wow. So I get bogged down in the middle and I'm like, uh, this is not good. I'm flooring it and I'm just either sinking or the tires are just spinning, flinging up mud, all four tires. So we were stuck there for like an hour and a half because I, like, this is when I was stalked, so I... Oh, okay, yeah. The bad, like, the the highway tires, or whatever you want to call them. Um, no lift, and uh, absolutely no experience in driving in the snow off-road whatsoever. So we were stuck there for an hour trying to get myself out. Uh, didn't realize that there was a tow, a tow hook yeah. in my trunk. So... When I finally realized that I had another friend with a winch with a four with a winch on his forerunner, uh thankfully come and save the day. So who knows if he if he didn't come, I may have been out there all night. Yeah, that would that would not have been good. No. Yeah, I there was a there's a spot over behind my the school that my daughter used to go to and it's it gets muddy. And uh, they've keep they've kept it closed off now, like all the time. Might be because of me, but because <laughs> it used to be open, and now it's closed all the time. But it would get yeah. pretty muddy, and I would go back there, and I would get a little nervous. And this was back when I was stocked too. I haven't been back there since I got the wheels and tires because they've had it closed off since then. But um, I would get nervous, and it, it would just like she'd make it through just fine. I was like, this car is pretty amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like a lot of people don't expect, um, the, the least power, the least fast Subaru, you know, like the car, with the least amount of horsepower to be doing these obstacles and doing these trails that like Jeeps are doing. It's, 
people get people turn heads every single time. It's pretty rad. Yeah, and then you know, of course, Subarus in general kind of get a bad rap. But then, yeah, having the uh, the kind of like bottom of the the food chain there with a the cross track, it's like they're they're actually pretty capable, and uh, that's yeah. one of the things I really like about it. Yeah, I mean, me as well. It's pretty cool. So, what's the most, uh, I guess, challenging trail or situation you've been in? And have you ever have y'all ever gotten out somewhere and then had to turn around? Um, I've never been on one of those trail runs, but in the, in like the same exact area that I got stuck in the mud slash snow in, um, there's a pretty good hill climb that, you know, I, I walked plenty of times or like rode up, rode my bike up it plenty of times. And I was like, okay, this looks doable. It doesn't look that hard. Kind of scope the lines out. And then one day I finally got in my car and I was like, all right, let's go do this. And I got, I don't know, three quarters of the way up and either I just got freaked out or I was like slipping, I guess, like going side, like slipping sideways off the hill. And so I was just kind of sitting there until Jackson came and kind of helped me through it because that's when I wasn't, I guess, when I wasn't very good at off-road, I'm still not great. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's, that was, that was definitely the scariest moment I've had, uh, off-roading in my car, but yeah, it's scary uh, when you start sliding sideways. It's really no fun, especially on the hill that we were on. It was pretty, it was decently steep. Um, and like I've seen Jeeps struggle up that hill. So I kind of knew once I was go- getting into it, like I did the first half fine and then I was starting to struggle. So I was like, so maybe the Jeeps that I saw struggling was a great telling sign that I should not. <laughs> yeah. You said you got a lot of compliments when your car was lowered. Do you, do you get compliments on it now that it's lifted? Um, surprise. Yes, but surprisingly not as many. Yeah. Um, I feel like seeing a lowered cross track, um, after seeing a lot of these lifted cross tracks, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, don't get me wrong. Sorry. I love my, lifted cross track i love all lifted cross tracks but in a way they kind of start to all look the same after you've seen a lot of them unless they're like on the extreme scale of modded like jackson's is with like all the all the f44 stuff and all of his yeah his fun stuff that he has but like you kind of get in that mold of like just the lift wheels and tires and like maybe maybe a prince and a light bar and a ditch lights and it's like Oh, they all they all kind of look the same, but I def I do still get compliments on the on the lifted setup, but surprisingly not as many as just in that month of being lowered, which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah, you you have a YouTube channel, right? I do. It's not active at all, but I have two videos. Yeah, I was just I was wondering if you were gonna try to put any more content up there. Yeah, I'm I I I'm pretty sure I am. Um I have a few videos that I need to edit um that I've had on my my phone or computer for a very quite a while that I just I film and I'm like, okay, these will just sit here for a few months and then I'll edit them. <laughs> like the first video that I posted of installing um headlights on Bo's old car, uh we filmed that 
last November and I posted it, I don't know, June. <laughs> yeah. So I posted it. Took a while. Months ago, so yeah, February. that's all right. Yeah. So, uh, I definitely do plan on it. I just need to have video ideas and I don't know if they're going to be all car related. Uh, but do expect if I do upload, do expect some car content on there. Yeah. That's always fun to film. Yeah. So what is it? What is your other passion? Because you've talked about getting out and riding bikes. Cause do you, do you race? Yeah. So, um, I am a, I don't want to say professional because I'm not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. I do race with the, with the, best mountain bikers in the country and now in the like one of the best in the world because we just had a u.s mount, cross-country mountain bike rider win a world cup um a few weeks ago which was insanely awesome to watch but yeah my mountain biking is mountain bike racing is my is my i would say it's my main passion i've been doing it for like five years and i really wouldn't would not trade it for the world. It's been super cool. Just like the Subaru community, there's just people on people on people on people that are always helpful. Like at pre-rides, like during pre-rides at races, there's always a group of people like sat on a pre-technical feature that are just like, okay, what's the best line through this? You know, exactly like cars. So it's it's pretty cool um, to ride and race against all these professionals that are getting paid uh really humbles you yeah how did you get into that so i was before i was a mountain biker i was a swimmer uh for eight years which was fun i guess you could say but black lines got black lines at the bottom of the pool got boring really fast (laughs) um so my parents took me on a mountain bike ride with my sister and funny enough i hated the uphill because now the uphill is like what I have to be good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, once we got to this top and we started riding downhill, I was like, okay, this is really rad. I want to do this more and more and more. So I started riding less, swimming, or riding more and swimming less until eventually um, I stopped swimming competitively and started riding and racing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It looks it looks fun, and it seems it's like it's very fast paced and maybe even a little dangerous at times, huh? Oh uh, yeah, it's definitely a little dangerous. I mean, <laughs> if you know what if you know what you're doing, which I still kind of don't, but I know what I'm doing enough to not put myself in a situation where I'm like, oh, I'm crashing. I don't know what to do. You know, so yeah, if. You, yeah, if you just if you just kind of know how to how to control yourself, you'll be fine. But yeah, it's it's it can be dangerous. And it's definitely fast. I mean, an hour and a half with your heart rate in the um, this may sound scary, but in the one nineties to two hundred wow range uh, is not very fun. <laughs> and talk about adrenaline, huh? Oh my god, yeah, and your legs just want to give out, but. You know, I wouldn't trade the pain for anything. Yeah. So, how do you can do you plan to continue doing that for for a while, or like, I mean, and how how long, how old are some of these guys that you're racing against? 
So I plan plan to continue it for at least another year. I mean, again, with school, it's it's a little rough balancing these sixteen hour training weeks with um, sixteen plus hour school weeks. Yeah. So at least another year, um, maybe a few more. So, but definitely definitely not my whole life. Okay. The the dudes I'm racing against are, ooh, I don't know, in their early to mid twenties. So I'm ranging in the thirties. So okay. Very widespread. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not something that you want to get into and try to do professionally. No, I mean, if I if I wanted to do it professionally, I definitely would have had to have done it by now. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it's just something to do for fun right now. But obviously, I want to do the best I can. Yeah, yeah. So that, like, well, you can't slack off. No, it sounds fun. It's a blast. Yeah, so uh, with your with your cross-trek, how would you say that your cross-trek has changed your life? I would say it's changed my life just in terms of, like, the people I've met. Like, I've met... I know I've I've probably said this countless times, but I've met a ton of really rad people that always want to help. Like whether it be just like talking about, I don't know, mountain biking or talk. I really like baseball. So I've talked to a lot of people about baseball. Um, And obviously like they want to help me with my build and I want to help them with their build. I was like, I'm always like, Oh, I think this would look sick. They're always like, Oh, I think this would look sick. I think this wouldn't be cool and vice versa. I, yeah, it's just, it's changed my life in a way that I really couldn't imagine. Like if I feel like if I didn't get into this, um, modding and overlanding and even the, just the car community in general, I wouldn't, wouldn't really know what to do with my free time other than ride my bike. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you think about if you just were to have bought like a, you know, a modest, like small sedan for your first car and, something that people wouldn't typically mod or do anything with. And you just, you know, as a car to get you around, get you to school and everything. It's like, what? Cause you, I just, I think about if you didn't have your cross track and you didn't have this community and everything, it's like, what would I even be doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, when I, yeah. I mean, when I first got it, I was kind of in that like, Oh, modding cars are, is pretty dumb. It's just a waste of money. But, <laughs> now that I really think about it, it's not a waste of money. It's more of like, oh, I'm putting my money towards this really cool thing. So I kind of, I also, I kind of have to think of it in like terms of biking as well, because like bikes are getting absurdly expensive these days, like ranging from 10k up. Wow! And so I just have to think of cars like that, like oh, this, all these people I've met and will continue to meet. Um are just really a big part of my life and kind of transfer that over to cars where it's like, okay, well, I'm spending the money on bikes. Why can't I spend the money on cars as well? You get what I'm saying a little bit? Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's just that kind of mindset where it's like the people and you always, you obviously you build your car for you, but you also want to build it for the viewing pleasure of, of, everyone else like they want to <laughs> they want to drive past or roll up to you at a stoplight and be like yo that is an awesome car oh yeah like i love i love what you did with it and 
even with me, my car being, I guess now that I don't have a lift, it's pretty much stock. Um, it's so pretty cool to see the looks that I get because people don't often see cross tracks that are that are modded like this. Yeah, I I definitely don't have any around me, and uh, so I I think like with my wheels and tires, and then now with the rooftop basket with my fifth wheel up on top. I think that like really adds to the look and there's times where I will go and drive through like a shopping center or something just to see if like people will look at it. Cause it's kind of like, you know, driving around to show it off in a way. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're, you know, you've, you've put time into it, you've put money into it, you've put thought into it and it's something that you're proud of. And it's something that you, you know, you, you don't like, kind of show it off to like gloat or be like oh hey look at my car isn't it awesome it's just like yeah. hey my car is because it's like so many people have said and i know for me it's true that it's like an extension of who you are and it's a way to express yourself in in a different kind of way and like now when i see cars that are painted different or have like some kind of a wrap because i used to always look at cars and be like God, it looks so stupid you know why yeah why would somebody want to do that why would somebody want to do that and so now that i've modded my own car and done things with it it's like i get why people are wanting to do something with their car because it's an extension and an expression of themselves yeah i mean i'm i've kind of been the same way like i used to look at cars and being modded and even like just being like the loud cars they are like watching them just go street race i was like okay that's pretty stupid why do you waste your money on it but then once you once you start doing it it's like an addiction yeah you just can't get over it It's, it's pretty it's pretty cool and i do feel like that's why the car community not necessarily the cross track community but the car community like the sti community or the Volkswagen community or the, like the JDM all that jazz community gets a bad rap that's the nice thing about having these slower cars is it's just like you're building them for you you're building them for viewing pleasure yeah yeah no I agree I think that there's something about the Subaru community too where we are so much more supportive of other brand builds than than the reverse yeah I mean ab- yeah absolutely like it's pretty cool seeing the Subaru community support like the Toyota community or the Mazda community. I mean, like in the STI and the WRX scene, of course there's, there's going to be beef with like the, the GTIs and the golfs, but that's just typical. Like, Oh, your car is pretty cool. I'm just going to make fun of it because that's our thing. You know? Yeah. 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 It's a, but yeah, so this Subaru community is just, there's something about it that uh, just goes, beyond anything that I would have ever expected. Yeah, can't describe it. Yeah. So I guess everything that you said about um, like how it's changed your life is kind of the same thing about like what's your favorite thing about the Subaru community. And that's, you know, the people. Yeah. And the people and just like that, that sensation of building your car the way you envisioned your car to be built like obviously if you buy a car off of facebook and it's already got the full bolt on kit from like grim speed and all that like if you're obviously you're building a street car um then yeah you're gonna have that like little bit of thought in your mind where it's like 
oh, I have this, but I didn't build it, but I'm still going to flex it. So I think, I think that the majority of like building your car to how you want it is what is really special about that Subaru community. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to start with something that's just stock and yeah. just plain and then to build it up from there. Cause like I've looked at pictures of my car when it was stock and I look at it now and I'm like, there's no way I could ever go back to that. Exactly. Like I've driven my sister's, my sister's Crosstrek, which is um, identical, but stock and white. Um, and driving it just stock, I just feel weird. Weird driving it. Like it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't sound cool. You know, I don't, I wouldn't get these looks of like, Oh, he has bronze wheels. That's pretty sick. Um, instead, I'm getting that oh stock Crosstrek look. You know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even with a stock Crosstrek or a stock any Subaru, you know, if you go out somewhere, the people are still going to be like, "Yeah, come out," because you can do oh, more absolutely. than you think. Absolutely, and I feel like that's a great gateway into the any of the car communities, whether it be the off-road scene is what you choose, or the street scene is what you choose. Like just getting out like if you're into cars just like go find a car meet on like a friday or saturday night with a couple buddies and go meet people and then you'll be in this for life like that's like just in the past few months i've met so many cool people and i'm i can't see myself ever leaving yeah because i think a lot of people are just intimidated and a bit afraid to get out and and take their stock car and meet up with other people that have mods because they think that they're not going to be accepted and that's completely not the case yeah i mean yeah you said it perfectly i think a lot of people are like "Ooh, i have my i have my stock crosstrek or my stock sti or my stock wrx is actually a better example but and they and they're probably are all thinking like oh they're not gonna like me or like oh i'm just gonna get booed off because my car is too quiet or it's like not up to the standards of everyone else's build but like once like once you get there and you start talking to people and you point their point your car out to them, they're like, Oh dude, let's go check it out. Like it's so cool that you're getting into this. Like here here's my Snapchat or my Instagram or my phone number. Just DM me and we'll get you get you started on like modding your car. Like I've gotten I've gotten quite a few there to like, Yeah, dude, I'll give you some tips. I know you're pretty new to this, so here's some tips on how to how to mod your car and like what you should do. I know you don't have a fast car, but you know, that's still pretty rad that you're into this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just really cool. This, the amount of support that people give you and the amount of help. It really is. It's, it's, it is very cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't really, I don't think I had any other questions. Is there anything else you wanted to say that maybe I didn't ask? Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, you pretty much, pretty much covered it all. Just what you need to know is I like to get outside, mountain bikes, ski, fish, <laughs> the occasional hunt. Yeah. I never, never really am inside unless I'm slaving away at school. Yeah. No, it's good to be outdoors. So, well, thanks. Uh, thanks again for, you know, coming on the, the podcast and doing this. It was great having you on and uh, I know it took a while, but, but we got here. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. This was, this was truly an honor. I, yeah, it was an amazing experience. 
Well, good, good. I'm glad. So, yeah, I mean, since you're so new, you know, you can get out there for a while and uh, we can have you back on, circle back around and get you back on again. Because at some point I want to have, you know, guests back on and kind of see where they've been for the past year and what they've been doing and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. That'd be rad. Yeah. So hopefully my car looks a little different or hopefully I have another car that I'm focusing on. Yeah. Either way, I just, just hope I can get outside and be a part of this awesome, awesome, awesome community that I love so much. Yep. Yeah. We'll uh, keep on trekking. Always, man. (laughs) All right, man. We have a good night and uh, we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you. You as well, bro. All right. You're welcome. There you have it. Another episode, episode 41. We're moving right along with this show. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you all for showing up and listening every week. It's uh, It's been great just having everybody pull, push these numbers up. I mean, it's getting crazy with the number of downloads. So thanks again. If you don't already do so, follow Reed. At, it's a Dart Trek, D-A-R-T underscore Trek. So give him a follow and we will see you on the next episode.